0: I'm the Joan of Arca Lightworkers. I'm here to light souls on fire. I'm here to lead lightworkers to battle spiritual warfare arm in arm, not a head, but arm in
1: arm, side to side, shoulder to shoulder. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to expand and power your own gifts through conversations with the modern mystics, healers, and visionaries of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki, and I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Amber Valdez. Amber is a spiritual business coach and mentor to an international tribe of lightworkers, coaches, and healers. She is the creator of the Lightworker Academy membership community, the Lightworker Activation Worldwide Workshop and the co creator of the Lightworker Immersion and Mountain Medicine Retreats. Whoa! She has so many amazing offerings. And stay tuned for the special gift she is giving my listeners at the very end. We talk everything from her work teaching Christ consciousness through the Divine Feminine, leading with alignment, how she's working with the seasons, sound channeling, and light language, and how she's created space to call in her divine complement. I loved having. Amber on. She is so passionate, connected, and so, so down to earth. I hope you love this as much as I do. And again, with every episode, every conversation, just take what resonates with you and leave the rest. I am so passionate about sharing new tools, trying them on, honoring what feels good to you, and empowering you to be your own healer. I am just here to connect you to these tools so you get to choose for yourself, nobody else. And on that note, I just want to send a huge shout out to my sponsors. I believe in them both so wholeheartedly, and I'm thrilled to share them with you. Enjoy this episode with the Joan of Arc of Lightworkers, Amber Valdez. Hey friends, I am super excited to tell you about Guella app. It is all about finding your healer and finding yourself. It is an app that connects healers and humans. I am so excited about this. Literally anywhere you are in the world, you can check out all these different healing modalities and get connected to a healer that is perfect for you. No more searching and searching and searching for who to talk to, who to go to. This app takes out all that work. You know, you can order anything between like food or a car now anything online on an app that has not existed before ever in the world for healers. Now it's here, it's called Gwella App. And what I love is the story behind it. It is literally created by these three siblings and with their Celtic roots, the word Gwella literally means to improve or get better. So literally these three siblings have worked together to create an app to fill a void of something that did not exist, which is connecting humans and healers. And now they've done it. I highly recommend it. There is Epic Healers on there and it is such a beautiful platform. So I advise you to check it out and download it immediately. You can also follow them on Instagram at GetGuella and check out their website at GetGuella.com. Are you looking for kind, compassionate, and mindful medicine? I am so excited to share with you about SourcePoint Wellness. SourcePoint Wellness is an integrative healing oasis located in Los Angeles that combines Chinese functional and spiritual medicine along with a bit of magic. Dr. Amanda and her team of experts offer virtual healing services to anybody in the world, including integrative telemedicine, herbal medicine, distance acupuncture and Reiki, goddess acupuncture, Akashic readings, chakra balancing healing energy work, EFT, and customized breathwork. Literally everything and anything you need to be fully supported, mind, body, and spirit, Dr. Amanda and her team at SourcePoint Wellness has got you covered. Follow them on Instagram at SourcePoint Wellness or email Dr. Amanda directly at drcohen at sourcepointwellness.com. I am super, super excited to be speaking with you because just looking at your page and seeing all of the presence and space that you're holding for mass groups of people with your special, um, space that you're creating on Sundays. So it's called the sacred, um, Sundays. Sacred right? Sunday
0: prayer circle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. How long have you been doing that for? We just did this is, this was our second one, but we
0: did one originally for Australia and spirit literally woke me up in the middle of the morning. Right. as Soon as I got up, spirit said, need to do a prayer circle for Australia. And I was like, okay. And I literally cleared my schedule, rallied, you know, 10 or more of my top influencer, spiritual friends and everyone that I'd asked except two were like, hell yeses. And we literally within less than 48 hours, we had over five, almost 500 people on or something. And it was just and within four hours it started raining in Australia. And we think we did that.
1: Oh, I just we totally that. got, I just got the, the chakra chills. Yes. Yes. So oh, the same my thing God. happened
0: last week. I was, spirit was like, or week before last spirit was like, you need to do a prayer circle. And so of course I, I called on my dear sister, mentor, partner in heaven on earth, uh, Reverend Brianna Lynn and Reverend Bearheart, her beloved. And they were like, a hell yes. Uh, they're both medicine men and women. Um, and we basically just decided, yes, let's ride. And so last week we had Um, my dear sister, Sahar Rose, Cassandra Bozak, Jenna Phillips-Ballard. I'm trying to think, my dear brother, David Beaudry, uh, Qigong master with the noble movement. And then this week it was Reverend Brianna, Reverend Bearheart and me and David Beaudry. And we just, we locked it in the four of us. We did Qigong. I did a sound channeling. Uh, we did some somatic practice. We did some call and response songs and some prayer. And, uh, it was, it was incredible. It was literally I've been doing some like undercover sound channelings and light language and really just for smaller groups around 30 or so, or for my community and Lightworker Academy. But we had, you know, close to 200 people on, and that was the first time. It's very vulnerable for me just to go, okay, here we go. And I just opened up the channel and let the angels come through and the ancestors come through and the star beings come through and had the tones come in. And when I came out of that, everybody was like really blissed out and like had a hard time even like functioning because you know, sound puts us into a different dimension. And I think a big part of me stepping into my shamanic practices and leadership and my medicine woman um, is really just owning these gifts. And two years ago to date in March, actually, I was going through a really gnarly breakup with a narcissist, bless him. um, And I needed to get out of the country and spirit was calling me to the great land of Ireland. And I sat on the Hill uh, in Glendalough at the seven churches and me and my dear sister, Neve Granin were, Uh, doing a ceremony and I began to channel angels and the sound stopped the wind stopped the sheep stopped we're on this hill and as many of you know some of the most sacred portals in the world churches built their churches on top of them and so we were on this hill uh, in Wicklow Mountains at the ladies church and we came out of the activation I was channeling Maria 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 I kept singing Maria I don't remember anything we had it recorded and my friend looked at me and she was like, do you know you were singing Maria, Maria? And I'm like, no. And we look up and it was St. Mary's Ladies Church of 1400 wow. and something. And we're like, are you kidding me right now? Do you work with Goddess Bridget? You know, it's interesting. Her and I have not dropped in. <laughs> so interesting. We haven't dropped in yet. But when I was on the Hill of Tara,
1: uh-huh.
0: there was a Bridget, uh, well, and I did, I had a very short time in Ireland and spirit was very specific that I had to go to these 10 sacred holy sites Whew! and were they activations at every single one. But when I go back to Ireland, I actually have a retreat scheduled for May 1st. So we're holding space, yeah. uh, but I know the sisters will get there. We'll get there when we're ready, when the land is Yeah, it'll be the perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a perfect time when we get there. Eventually we, we will go, mark my words, we will go. Um, but Bridget has been coming in my space. And so I have a after-
1: great book. I can send to you please so I'll send you the link to it's really really beautiful um where do I, I don't have it right here but i will send i will send i'll also do a link in the show notes because i feel like anybody that's listening to this might be winka winka. also yeah um, um do you like my winkle winka, winka? like wink it at you um but <laughs> yeah. it's it really um a beautiful talking about just the history and myth and the, as a energetic and also as a saint so um, I will send that to you because I think you might like it for whenever the divine timing is for you to read that for sure I feel like that's gonna be a really um, powerful ally for you when you do that journey because you are I feel like you're holding such beautiful space for people and I feel like you're also representative of like the um, the the maiden the mother and the crone energetic and Bridget is like totally representative of that so anyways not to sidebar channel with you. No, no. I got to
0: share with you because you're completely in alignment. So I've been really in a Mary Magdalene activation, right? So uh, this last year uh,
1: has been like
0: Mother have you read Mary Magdalene. Yes, of course. I gave that to my, my students. The Magdalene
1: Manuscript.
0: Uh, yes. So the first one I read was Mary Magdalene Revealed. Shout out to Megan Watterson. Uh, the second book was the manuscript. And both of those were book uh, books of the month in my Lightworker Academy, which is okay. my uh, affordable membership community, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, but it's interesting because the ISIS activation has been swarming me The sisters are like come to come to Egypt. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I am not ready to go down the ISIS activation yet. I'm wrapping up the Mary Magdalene activation. Um, and the Yeshua, uh, you know, and I'm here to teach Christ consciousness to the divine feminine. So of course, other Mary. And then, so the same with Bridget, I believe going back to Ireland and now that we've had to pivot a bit, um, I spirit led me to open up a, Uh, three to four month container for all the women who are coming to my sold out retreat and to work with the mermaids and the fairies and the elementals and Merlin and Bridget. So we're going to be actually prepared when we go to that land, instead of going to that land to get activated, that's of course is going to happen, but we're going to actually go and be able to heal the land and like grid the portals there. And so I'm going to be working with the women to activate their voices now. And then when we go to seven churches, Holy smoke, the portal of sound that we'll be able to create together um as sisters it's going to be next level so it's all perfect and divine that the the retreat may be postponed uh but it's really going to be right on time so thank you for this book cuz i'm excited
1: Oh, I'm making a list. I'm just circling it big to send to you. So I think um, it might be a good one. Um, So I have a couple questions. So can you talk a little bit more? I kind of feel like I know that you channel through different ways, but do you feel that your sound channel, I cannot talk. Your sound channeling is like your ultimate superpower within your uh, channeling abilities?
0: Right now, yes. Like it's like your
1: big, big,
0: big gulp, big gulp straw. And for me, you know, um, I've always been an intuitive, right? So I was the friend in high school that would be like, oh, your boyfriend's cheating on you. I don't know how I would know this information. I would just hear it, right? Um, And I would just know it, this deep knowing. And so that's what's made me such an incredible coach, life coach, life purpose coach, spiritual based business coach. I get these downloads and these ideas of branding and messaging and video ideas. And when my students and clients do it, it works, right? And so... I've always been able to channel spirit. I just never knew that's why I was a good coach. And it wasn't until this last couple of years that I really owned. Oh no, I'm a channel. Like I hear people's guides and people's angels. And and that's interesting. More guides, I would say. And then with, with the sound activation, when that came online, like I said, two years ago, I felt this like, I would be experiencing a frequency that some might call anxiety, right? Or like that, that feeling you get around your period or your moon when you're just like kind of aggro and I would start to just sit down and drum and then I would start to tone and it's through this toning that I would literally realign my nervous system, my thoughts and get into this really pure blissed out space And then when I found I started doing it for others, people would cry or people would sigh or people would laugh or people would relax. And the sounds that come out of me sometimes are just like, people are like, how are you, how the hell like Mariah Carey, but it's like, it's not me, right? It's just me allowing these frequencies and these vibrations and, and, and also been like channeling native Americans. So, uh, um, aboriginals depending on where I'm at in the world. So the sounds that come through me when I'm on land in Australia, and I spend a lot of time there because I have a lot of clients and students and best friends in that space on that land in, in New Zealand, when I'm on these different f- lands, it changes, right? And, and the, the the ancestors that come through are different.
1: But don't you think that's a lot to do with your own past life work of being connected to all those different lands?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was interesting when I was in Ireland or when I was in Australia, I got kind of scared because they came in so strong um, and some of them were angry and some of them were sad and, and the different songs will come through. Um, sorry about that. All good. Um, some of those, uh, they come through sometimes. Again, when I was even in Ireland, doing these, like I'd sit in front of this cross in the Hill of Tara and I would just sob. And I kept feeling the need to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I said it for probably 10 minutes straight in the pouring down rain and sitting in front of this cross on the hill of Tara and, went, and the land went, you're forgiven. And I was like, Whoa, you know? And so sometimes I think we stand as proxy. Once we open our channel, we actually stand as proxy for the ancestors of that land that need to heal. And so I think it's, it's a true Testament of me just being in the practice of allowing the sound to come through I think deepening my Qigong practice has been huge in activating my pillar of light. I feel like it's been a series of initiations in the past couple of years um, to open these portals and open these channels and not be scared because I remember when the energies came through in Australia, I was by myself was in the middle of the morning and I was like, I need to do Kundalini. I need to do Kundalini. Like I I just, I got in the car, it's Uber. I went to the Kundalini place. It was closed. I was so upset. I was in Brisbane and I got back to my house and I just turned on Rama. And I wanted to chant, right? And uh, I wanted to breathe. And this guy was doing the opposite. And I remember being frustrated, but all of a sudden, as soon as I started the breath, like it was like a roller coaster of just like beings that came through and sounds. and I turned my phone on because I was like, no one's gonna believe me, and I'm kind of scared right now, like because this energy is huge. But there was a lot of suffering on that land in Brisbane. You know, the aboriginals were slaughtered there. I mean, there's a lot of unsettled energy in, on that, in that city in Australia. And so I was like, okay, am I standing as proxy? Like what, what is happening here? And so really, I didn't really understand light language and, you know, didn't honestly believe it for a while. I was like, oh yeah, right. language. It was kind of like how I used to feel when I was a Catholic, when people would speak in tongues, I used to think they were faking it. Right. And so I had a little fear of sharing this for a while because I was thinking people would go, oh God, yeah, right. Amber is doing light language. Give me a break. And so I would just sit in my room in my house with my drum and just sit down and allow the sounds to come in. And sometimes they would just be like, oh, 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 oh," like these really crazy energies and didgeridoo sounds. And I'm just like,
1: what is this? Like, I have a question. So do you feel with this light light language and your sound channeling, how that's powered up even more now, do you feel that, you know, you know what you've been here, been a, a called in to do and be of service to the collective right now, but within even the last week, even during the Australia fires, did you feel any kind of additional clarity or discernment within your um, your ability to show up for others and having more like, cause I know you mentioned that you have a program that I would love to talk about. I feel like there's a billion things to talk about the couple, like, like has that shifted at all with the recent events? Has your like, you know, mission shifted? Yeah. How so?
0: Well, you brought up the maiden, the mother and the crone and I've been working with my mentor Reverend Brianna Lynn over the last six months about these archetypes and learning to work with the seasons. And it was last November that I went into burnout. I decided I was taking November and December out because I was launching this program and that program, this program, that program. And I was on a nonstop launch and it was affecting my nervous system. My business was feeling like a business and not like a gift. It was just, I was burnt. And I took that time off and that scared me because I've been addicted to cortisol the fight or flight, the stress hormone. So many Americans and humans are this need to prove this need to create in order to feel worthy, in order to feel safe, which was all wounds from my childhood and growing up in scarcity and not feeling enough and feeling like I got to captain save a whole the world. And so as I've been working with the maiden, the mother and the crone, really realizing that we get to work in the partnership with the seasons and the season I've just been recently in is hibernation, which is winter and our ancestors knew best. They didn't bust their ass to 365 right. But in LA, it's always fucking summertime. So it's been this constant and I'm surrounded by, you know, big influencers and almost all my friends are seven figure owners or earners. And so there's this constant like, yeah, we're launching a book. We're launching a program. We're going on a retreat. Like it's just normal, right? A podcast, all the things. And so feeling this, like I was the one slowing down when so many people were speeding up and like giving myself that permission. And so I've been coasting in like hibernation mode And then did a podcast with my sister, Sahara Rose, which was the number one shared podcast in seven years. And she's got the number one spirituality podcast. Shout out, Sarah. And all of a sudden it went like viral. And all of a sudden I had like 50, 60 people reaching out to me, wanted to work with me. And I had like a $40,000 week. I signed like, you know, a few new clients. And I was like, wow, really? From completely doing air quoting nothing, right? So my mission now is that I and releasing this addiction to having to launch and having to create because other people are, and now trusting that when I lead from these archetypes, when I lead from alignment, when I lead from the feminine, which is the yang or the yin versus the yang, and that's the space that we're in right now as we step into this new earth and this evolution and going from 3D consciousness to 4D and eventually 5D consciousness, we have to learn to operate from this yang this yin frequency, this yin frequency. And so how this has pivoted to my business, I've always been coming from service, but what my coach, my spiritual mentor pointed out to me this week is that I've been running the savior complex. I've been running, even the life purpose cheerleader messaging was very much like, I can help you change the world. Like I have all the answers. Like I can do it. You can do it like this almost dragging energy. And this almost like, this vi- victim perpetrator savior complex right and i didn't even know that that was a thing but it was running from the shadow It was running from the savior shadow of not being nurtured as a child not having a cheerleader having to overcompensate wanted to help everyone out of obligation and recognizing the frequency and the humans that i was attracting were in victim consciousness and that's not helping the planet they don't need me they're their own guru they're their own healer I want to work with people who see their magic and their light. And I'm just going to reflect it. I'm going to fan it and I'm going to guide them, um, to find their self as their own true North. Right. Instead of like, this is how I did it. So you have to do it this way. Fuck that. Right. And so the new way of leadership and mentorship and service, especially as healers and light workers is that we're not fucking healing them. We're teaching them how to heal themselves and we're holding the frequency, um, so they can see their divinity. Right. And that's why my mentors are some of my dearest friends. Right, and same with me. Like my Qigong master's living with me right now, and he's my brother and my mentor, and I and I mentor him, and he mentors me. And same with Brianna Lynn. You know, she's a super witch and um, a reverend and a freaking uh, shaman medicine woman. And it's like she's like some ways I'm ten, you know, feet ahead, and some ways you are. And it's like we get to work with people that are at our level and at our vibration, at least where I'm at in the next evolution. So right now, I don't feel this deep need to create. And I'm I find myself questioning and judging myself the last few weeks. Like, well, look at everybody who's, and I'm air quoting, capitalizing on this shit. I don't want to work with anyone who's in the fear of vibration. I've always been a soul purpose activator. I've always been a soul assignment activator. I'm the Joan of Arca lightworkers. I'm here to light souls on fire. I'm here to lead light workers to battle spiritual warfare, arm in arm, not a head, but arm in arm, side to side, shoulder to shoulder. And while everyone seems like they got to serve and they got to give and they got to help out. I'm right now about holding my frequency and trusting that the light leaders and light warriors that need me are going to find me from that frequency, not from trying to sell from fear, because I think there's a lot of people trying to capitalize on the fear vibration right now. And I'm just pivoting into the seasons in terms of my offerings and the way I'm showing up. So really sister, People could call it lazy or irresponsible or I, I see all this messaging online right now, like, don't be left behind. And like, who are you gonna be? And remember how you were? Like, are you really capitalizing? And this is go time for your business. And like, no. Like that is what has this earth crumbling right now, is that yang vibration. This go, 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 do, 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 not stop, don't rest, don't chill, don't connect. Fuck that. Hope we can somewhere on your podcast.
1: Oh yeah, this is like, this is. I'm loving everything that you're throwing down. Like you're literally, um, I just- Chill the fuck out is my answer. Healers,
0: (laughs) healers, chill the fuck out,
1: way showers,
0: mystics, shamans, witches. Slow down even more. Connect with spirit, chant more, pray more, drum more, cry more, go out in nature more, sleep more. Like guys, this is not a sprint. Like- Everybody better really maintain their energy. And my my writing coach is a Hay House ghostwriter, and she's friends with Matt Kahn, who I love. I love him so much, and he's, he's amazing. And she had asked him to be on my prayer circle. And he said, What a great, op- what a thank you for the op- offer, but I gotta take care of my immunity and my vibration right now. And I was like, he just continues to blow my mind because it's true. We haven't even touched the surface about this breakdown in on the planet. And I'm not saying that for, to scare anyone. I'm saying it, that healers, lightworkers, shamans, mystic, witches, this is, this is the long game.
1: So what are you doing right now to care for yourself for the long game? I am, I, I'm a night owl. So
0: I'm up late at night. That's when I'm reading. That's when I'm connecting to my tribe. A lot of the similar people in my community were up pretty late. were like night owls. And I like it because the earth is quiet. I'm taking bass at like midnight, right? With my chants, And I've got my crystals and I've got my oils and I've got my Epsom salt. I'm sleeping in. I'm sleeping at least 10 hours, maybe 12 every day. Like I am sleeping. And, um, I'm doing hot water and lemon. The second I wake up, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm like doing my morning ritual practice, but I'm doing that from like a fasting space. And then I'm enjoying, I'm taking my herbs and my supplements. I'm putting oregano, on guard, and Melaleuca on my feet every morning and every night. I'm putting frankincense on. I am gritting my room and my house before sleep. I'm wrapping my house with white light. I'm calling in the angels and the guides to protect me in the physical and in the dream state. Cause I've been getting a lot coming in a lot of dark, 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 dark nightmares happening, things I'm seeing in my sleep. Um, I am, uh, eating healthy. I am going outside every day, no matter what I'm walking in nature. I'm up in the mountains. Now spirit guided me two months ago to move in the mountains and thank God I listened. I was living in El. LA for 18 years. <laughs> and it was like you're moving. And literally within like three days, I had found a place, put in my notice, and was like gave my it was just wild. Um people were like, wait, what? You're moving to the mountains? What wait, what? <laughs> um
1: Has so that I'm, affected your um has that affected your connection um with spirit, like moving to the mountains outside of LA? Oh oh so
0: I'm not on five D, five G, which is huge. Um, the frequency of the trees is the most grounding. My room is, is underneath the earth. My room, I live in a four bedroom house and there are trees surrounding my whole house. So I'm getting this constant rooty uh, ancestral frequency from the land. And I don't have to try hard to connect. And it was, it was getting a lot more challenging in the city for me to drop in, in meditation and to slow down and to rest. I could not rest girl my life dependent on it. And when I come up from LA and I come up the hill, I live in a town called Lake Arrowhead. When I come up the hill, it's like I feel these webs of energy just like coming off of me as I'm getting out of the grid. Yeah. And it's wild. I can think clear. I can see the downloads, the visions, the clarity. Um, and now when I get hits, it's like, I'm not having to try so hard. I'm out of the five G, uh, cock block. Mm-hmm. Like literally I feel like I was in a 5g <laughs> oh, <thank> God. <laughs> and I feel like I couldn't, I created yeah. as much as I could in that frequency. And that's why I was like, Oh my God, if I'm going to keep holding space for hundreds of people in my community, I can't hold that vibration in the 5g web. You know, in LA so how has gone.
1: You've been in the mountains for now.
0: It'll be two months on April 1st. I moved to wow. So this place. is like brand new. Brand new!
1: Oh my gosh, you picked the perfect little protective bubble for yourself, uh, girl. I have a question. So I love and I can feel fully how you really are the Joan of Arc of uh, light workers, and I love that. And thank you for being that. Um, but being the Joan of Arc of light workers, what is something that you are wishing somebody would ask you or? Wishing that you could have support. Is there anything that you are secretly desiring to call in and have that, you know, cause somebody that is your, that's a lot of space. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of, um, that's a lot. Like, what do you, what do you need right now? I'm calling in my King girl.
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) That's what I want.
0: That's all I want. I, my, life is so dope. Like I am so content. I mean, I've been sovereign since July or celibate. So August, September, October, November, December, January, whoop, February, March, shit. Oh my God. It's almost been nine months. Could have made a baby in this time. Uh, so I have been holding my, you know, sovereignty, uh, my womb space for my King. And I, that's what I desire. Like, I love my career. Uh, i don't even like to call it a career. I love my soul assignment. I've accepted it. I'm in it. And I believe when you own your soul assignment, you will never suffer. I love my community. My clients are next level. My Lightworker Academy students are dream friends. My mentors are my closest friends. Um, I feel so spiritually led, so spiritually, uh, safe, protected, guided, full, Um, I feel on purpose. I've released the need to prove anything to anyone. Like I'm just in a space of like loving being a human this lifetime. And if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, man, that was a dope ride. You know, like I would have no regrets and I'm not scared of death. Um, because I know we never die. We just reincarnate. We just change form. Our souls are infinite. So my King, I'm calling in my divine compliment. I'm calling in my ride or die. You know, my, my, my just. Ugh, ugh, my warrior, like my <laughs> life warrior, you know, like my just my earth, a man who is more connected to God, you know, than anything else and has his practices and his connection is divine masculine and, and owns himself and can hold the space for a woman and a queen. And I'm just,
1: I'm really excited about that. So if they're, let's fast forward and you have been united with your king <laughs> and What is a message, if this would be like a time capsule message, what message would you want him to hear, having him listen to this, hearing you call him in and him being next to you? Baby, where you been? (laughs) (laughs) I took your ass so long.
0: (laughs) Um, I would say, baby, thank you for doing the work. Like, oh, you know, I had a moment two weeks ago where I was like, is he ever going to come? Am I am I just kidding myself? Like maybe this lifetime, I'm just flying solo. Like, you know, just thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the good work. Like the man that I'm calling in is not just going to be your average bear. Like this man has gone to the depth of his soul. He has died so many times over of ego deaths and he really is, you know, here to live and to hold the feminine, to see the feminine, nurture the feminine, worship the feminine not from like of my balls have been cut off space, but just from an honor and reverence of just like honoring the power of the feminine goddess creatress. And so thank you, my love for all that you've endured and grown through and overcome and fought through and prayed through and listened. And thank you for holding yourself to not settle. And thank you for giving me a safe space to land. And thank you for finding your way home. And I'm just, so grateful that I finally get you in my life now and that I'm in a space that I don't need you but I want you and I desire you and it's so nice to be desired and it's so nice to desire. And I just didn't think that men like you were possible. I didn't think they were there. And I think that's what's been that's what's been holding me back so much is this is like I'm like, where is he? You know, is he even real is what am I not doing or being? And I know that's all bullshit. I just know the level of man that can hold me. It's gonna take a diamond. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a really, really rare diamond to be able to hold me. So
1: well I really appreciate you sharing that. And I have to say uh, I am calling in the same and Woo! I feel every woman that is listening to this that is calling in the same is gonna really deeply appreciate everything that you spoke about, because I think that will um, bring clarity and comfort in not settling and really calling in what women want, powerful women want. And don't you think that, I mean, you just moved to the mountains two months ago. Like if you were already with him before, and maybe you would have stayed in LA longer and not like, I mean, this, I think that like, I see it like this, like two wheels turning like this. Like, it's like, dun, 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 okay, everybody's listening. It's like, what? Hand gestures. But it's literally like two wheels like this. And it's just, Orbit. Like, I mean, I view it like that, like just like two I'm wheels orbiting. Just, like, orbiting. like um, have you been connecting with his like cosmic self? Like, do you speak to his higher self like when you're in bed? I've been, I've been visualizing him holding me at
0: night, like before bed and saying like, good night, babe. And like, yeah, visualizing him cuddling with me, but that's really been the extent what you got. You got another plan.
1: Well, I just, so I've been doing that. And also, um, I've been also having discernment with like, if we're connected on a cosmic level, I call you in now into this physical reality, like now, but I also, but I also feel like I felt like this for very, for my whole life. Like I like know it's coming and I feel it coming, but I've been feeling it coming for the last couple of years. So my own ego self is like irritated because I'm done (laughs) feeling things like coming. It's like, well, fucking show me, like show me, show me. But like now I just, I mean, I'm doing a lot of things, stepping into my power as a healer and how I can really be of service and also be prosperous in the process. And I feel very clear, like the type of person I want to call in energetically, like it's, I need to be in that space to be able to match that vibration. And I have been, and it's like, I've known that, but to fully own, fully own that. Cause a lot of my stuff is really around, Um, my inner wombs are a lot around being too much and it's fascinating because really like, like since last week, I mean, I have so many different things going on. And last week I just like shot out of bed and just have been like, okay, game on, game on. Like it's this this, and this and like really being very clear, but it's interesting because I'm more of a morning person and I've been a night owl for this last week, which is a lot.
0: We, mean, a lot of our
1: healers have been night owls. This is, I mean, I problems. have not, and I used, like, night owls, but then still not sleeping. So, like, last week right. I had, you know, I do a lot of Akashic record readings, and last week yeah. I had, like, like, over 15, and I was just, like, I was just so tapped in, like, going to bed. I was getting downloads. I couldn't sleep. And then I would be- yeah genuinely excited, <laughs> genuinely yeah. excited. And then I would, I, you know, I'm super like Aries fire starter. So like, then I'd get like all excited and exhaust myself. So I was very much like a lightning rod that burnt out by this last weekend. Yeah. But, um, I just, I think I'm very excited for the opportunity in the sense of, I think it's going to really push people to really be leading. Like you said, from alignment, and I love that you said that like leading and like- making
0: space, you know, like yeah. what I'm hearing too, is like, we haven't had space to slow down, to do this, to sit, to meditate, to read, to journal, to look at the trees. Like this whole, our whole earth has just been not present. And for me, even just going back to the King stuff, like my sister, Alexi Panos, bless her heart. She was like, sister, there ain't room for him. You have been launching one thing to the next thing, to the next thing. Like, where the fuck is he going to come in? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, and working with Brianna with the maiden, the mother Chrome, like, make space for him sister. You know, and like, like you said, moving out of LA, I've been in LA for 18 years. He ain't there, you know, my ex was there, but he didn't get me. And I was too much and we weren't in energetic alignment and he didn't really honor, respect my, my power, my, you know, all the things and blessings to him. And I didn't have space for him. I literally moved into a four bedroom house by myself, like energetically making space. Like, what is that? You know, thank God now. Cause I got my friends up here living with me. I love that. all the shit hits the fan. Um, but making space for what it is that we say we want, you know, and it's like, I didn't have time to date. I could, you know, I'm barely had time to sleep back then, you know? So that is like a big part of whatever we're birthing or whatever we want to call in energetically, what it is that we say we want has has to be able to be held there.
1: Now, do you feel, I've had this discussion with some friends. Do you feel that Mother Earth has been really trying to get our attention for years now with the fires, like, hey, 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 and people would still like, oh, send help, but still feeling separate from the situation. And now this is the first time that everybody is in the same well, like, same boat,
0: literally. People, nobody is getting out of this, you know, no one's getting off this earth alive, as my friend Brianna Lynn says, but- nobody's, you know, this is a worldwide issue, you know, and we're all in this together. Literally doesn't matter what your race is, what your skin color is, your money, like you are just as susceptible as everyone else. Like
1: Speaking of being in all this all together, I love that you have created different spaces um, and communities for those that are wanting to also be in a space of light language. Can you talk a little bit about your Lightworker Academy?
0: Yes. So Lightworker Academy, Spirit has been tapping me on the shoulder for a really long time about creating a space that's affordable for everyone, like a safe space that everybody can be a part of, that no one can say no Spirit's like, you have to make it cheap enough that everyone, no one can say no. Right. And I'm like, cause a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the wounds of healers and lightworkers is scarcity, right? Is they're like, I'm not worthy to charge a hundred dollars an hour or 200 or whatever. So it's like that scarcity jump to get healers and lightworkers to invest in themselves can generally be very challenging. You know, that used to be a big, my program started out very one, 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 then it moved to three, 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 then it moved to four, 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 five, five, five. And I'm talking about my turn. Your crazy in your purpose bootcamp. camp. And it went all the way up to three, three, three. The last iteration was three, 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 three. And my friends are like, come on, Amber, this is a 10 K program. What are you doing? You know, but I didn't want to leave anyone behind. Like I always had this spirit was like, don't leave everyone behind. As my one-on-one coaching started to, you know, raise in price because of demand, you know, um, I I wanted to create an offer that was low enough that everyone could not be left behind. And so lightworker Academy is a safe, sacred space for lightworkers from all over the world to come together in a membership format. We meet on Facebook and zoom. Um, and so people exchange services and they support each other and they share their cards or their downloads. Um, we have a new moon or a full moon ritual. We, uh, we teach you a crystal of the month or an essential oil of the month. So you can start to really learn because it can be really overwhelming at first when you're like trying to learn about all the crystals and try to learn about the oils. Um, And then I do a light worker leadership mentorship call where it's a group coaching call. And so this last yesterday, I played the drum. We did a deep meditation. Some of the girls cried. I mean, they released a lot. We brought in the ancestors and it was like a mini ceremony. And then I opened the forum for them to ask me questions and share what they've been, they've been growing through. And there's a lot of healers in there from all over the world that are either in their healing practice on the verge of jumping into their healing practice or like closet mystics and shamans and medicine women and when, right? So it's a safe place for them not to feel crazy or alone um, where we can talk about everything from the Ascension to Akashic to the new moon um, and not feel called, not be made bad or wrong and crazy. And oftentimes us as healers and light workers and way showers are put into these families that don't fucking get us and that we feel alone and we feel fucking crazy. And we need to be surrounded by other people that are like, no girl, I'm feeling it too. I'm up to the crack of dawn. I'm getting ascension symptoms. I'm getting downloads. I'm seeing this shit. Let's talk about the conspiracy theory and the microchipping and then the freaking Bill Gates immunizations, you know, agenda and all the other things, right? So you don't have to have society bullying you, right? And so I wanted a safe space where I could come on and be 100% myself. If that's channeling light language or that's talking about Bill Gates, right? Like I wanted to not have to worry about getting attacked or bullied or judged. And so, um, what does light
1: language mean to you exactly?
0: So I'm exploring the difference between light language and earth language. And I feel like my friend in Australia, she's one of my mentors. She said to me, I've never met anybody that can channel light and earth language before. And I was like, huh? So light language from what i get because i've never studied with anyone and i've never been certified i've never done all that stuff the, all of these gifts have just naturally been unlocking dormant dna through the work i've been doing and answering the call and following the breadcrumbs which i think is pretty normal for most healers and as we remember who we are these soul these these, these activations come online and light language what i get is language from either another dimension another planet angelic or star starlight beings that are speaking through you for you. It's kind of like a a ventriloquist, right? It's like something else is speaking through you. Um, But I don't know if the sounds I'm making are light
1: language or if they're just toning. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. Are you, oh, are you kidding me? It's like, they're saying it's like, it's like Latin for you. It's like, it's like the OG, like everything goes back to sound. Like
0: druids like used to move the rocks. Yeah. And I mean, of ab- in, absolutely,
1: in your sound channeling is, is a part of that, 100%. 100%. So, yes, yeah, so that.
0: And then the earth language is, I think, when I start to channel these ancestors, and then they'll sing through me, and it'll be sometimes it's a man, and sometimes it's a woman, and sometimes it's a sassy lady. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like I'm a, Again, it's like I'm a ventriloquist and all I can do is just open my mouth and then just like sound or language or tones come out.
1: I love that. Something I want to touch back on that you mentioned in the beginning that I think is very interesting. Can you talk about your initiation activation? Um, you said you're working with, um, and call me out if I am incorrect, Mother Mary, uh, Christ consciousness, and then you were saying, mentioning about not ready for- um, uh, I said, "Oh, hummingbird, hummingbird, ah, hum- hummingbird! Really in my space, hummingbird." Hummingbird is a great uh, totem. Uh so yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, do you pick different seasons, or does it? Pick no, they you? pick me. Yeah. So, what are you working with right now? I know we touched on it a little bit, but can you talk a little bit about working with Mother Mary and Christ consciousness? So, so Mary Magdalene dropped in in Mount Shasta.
0: Right, and one of my students, Nicole, was at my retreat in Mount Shasta, and that was intense. We'll have to do a whole podcast on just what happened in Mount Shasta alone.
1: I haven't been there yet, and I've been like, oh, I have to go to my go, but you need to be ready to go.
0: Quickly. Let's just say I'm not going to go back to Shasta for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, she handed me a book there, and she's like, I think you should read this book, and she just like handed it to me, and it said like Mary Magden Revealed, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling sure called the Mother Mary. And I'm very close to Jesus, like Yeshua. I grew up Catholic, Christian, like Jesus, is my homeboy. And um, I've always been told, even in my human design, I'm here to teach Christ consciousness to the masses and just like, okay, like through the divine feminine, right? And I've always, up until a few years ago, made up a story. I wasn't feminine because I'm a tomboy, but yet I was a cheerleader. People are like, oh my God, you're so feminine. And then my ex used to be like, you need to be more feminine, i.e. he wanted me to be uh, a doormat. And you know, not have a voice or an opinion, be abused. Uh, That was his diversion of you need to soften. And I'm like, okay, no, it doesn't mean you get to treat me like shit. Uh that doesn't mean no, no. Anyway, moving on from that. So I ended up getting the hit to get Mary Magdalene revealed, and I'm reading this book and I'm or I'm I'm listening to it on audiobook, going to Australia and coming back, and I'm just sobbing. Like everything she's saying, I'm just like, oh my God, like to my bones. I'm like, of course right? I watched Mary Magdalene, this movie called Magdalene with, I can't remember who was in it, but I'm sobbing my eyes out. I'm just like, this is making so much sense now. Now, when we were in Shasta, we were baptizing ourselves. Okay. And we didn't even know what we were doing. We were just like, remember Mary Magdalene, she baptized herself. And so me and Nicole were like going back underwater. water. I find out from my friend Cassandra the other night we had a girls meet up at our friend Sarah Pendrix or Sarah Stewart's house. And Cassandra tells me, "Do you know that the ley lines for Mary Magdalene are in two places in the world? One, Mount Shasta, and the other one Glastonbury?" And I literally was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" That like the Mary Magdalene and Archangel Michael ley lines are in two points of the world, Mount Shasta in Stewart's Mineral Springs which is where we were baptizing ourselves, right? So that's kind of where the activation started. Then I fell into the book and I was like, that's it. And so just Mary, there would not have been a Yeshua without a Mary, right? And she, and when people say Jesus is coming back, no, 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 Jesus ain't coming back. Mary Magdalene's coming back. The divine feminine is coming back, which is the balance between the two, the yin and the yang, right? And so when Mary Magdalene starts coming online, I'm like, oh my God, people are saying that Mary Magdalene's lost, uh, uh, scriptures cause you know, are going to be coming back online. And finally in 2016, the Pope came public and said Mary Magdalene was not a whore. Mary Magdalene was the first apostle And literally finally the Pope, because all these years, oh, she was a prostitute. She was a whore. Well, no, her dad and her brother tried to drown her ass they sh- they thought she was the devil because she was sneaking out and going to pray by herself in church and back then you were a woman and how dare you go pray by yourself in the church without your father or a man and they were trying to marry her off and they shamed her and so she's heard about Jesus got a vision of him he got a vision of her they met up and she went on tour with him and basically all the women got um Mary would preach to t- to the people with Yeshua right and back then it was like women were nothing men could kill them kill their wives like they were just pe- they they had no power and so Mary's coming back in such a way that they're saying that her, her gospel will be in the Bible and that this in the next few years, and it's so dope. And so that's been my, like, everyone's like, you have a lot of merit, mother Mary. I'm like, yeah, that's our, my, Mary Magdalene is my homie. And so as I've been, I know the natural progression is going to be ISIS, but I, I'm not ready for the ISIS activation because that's a whole other spiral. I'm going down. Um, and so some of my friends are in the ISIS initiation right now, but I'm very much wrapping up my mother, Mary grace, feminine, making sure that I am dancing with the divine masculine in such a way. And I think this has been a massive upgrade for me. I also got word of Kaya Ra. I went to one of her channelings, but every time I'm in a healing session, Mary Magdalene and mother Mary come in and Jesus. And every time since I was 18, my first psychic was like, well, Jesus Christ is here. And like, he always comes in in almost every reading I have. And they're like, you have a lot of Christ energy around you. I'm like, I know.
1: You know what's so amazing is so my birthday was on Sunday, and one of my, thank you, one of my dear friends Jen Kosh, I have her on the podcast um I did an interview with her about prosperity um consciousness, mm. and she uh sent me a like a little thing for my birthday, and she was like, "Jesus came in for you on your birthday <laughs> as an energy, so it's really amazing that um you know, that, uh, you're bringing this up now. Cause I just, it's, it's just, it makes me, um, so humbled and I love, uh, all of these interconnections and winks and, uh, connecting the dots and how it's just like, you know, ever flowing. So I really, really appreciate you sharing that. I think that's really powerful and really beautiful. And I think it really, somebody listening to this, I think it debunks whatever preconceived notions we have about what this is and what that is and how that looks. And I think that you're, I think what is so beautiful about you is like your power to like really like make it so approachable. Every single thing that you have been talking about has really felt both enlightening and empowering, and also like like super down to earth and really um, it allows people permission to both like be a channel for source and also um, feel like real, like human. And so I just want to yeah. that. And I thank you for saying that because I feel like a lot of
0: us in the spiritual community and and healers, we feel like we have to be wearing all white. No, 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 like shaming the Sikhs because I love Kundalini and I love wearing white when I practice. And, but I think we have this preconceived like picture of what spiritual needs to look like. Like, can it look me wearing a flat billed Yankees hat and like some Converse? Like, can I still be a shaman and a medicine woman if I'm not you know, wearing like this goddess attire. Like, I feel like it's just been so this, this word, like you're not spiritual enough or you don't look spiritual. And, and it's like the healers are modern day, you know, humans, you know, and, and the light workers too. And so I think it's like us really realizing we're humans this lifetime. We are humans this lifetime. And yes, we can jump in and out of four and five Dean. We're going to be doing that a lot more as this planet ascends, but we also got to realize that we're human and we get to be human too. Um, we've had plenty of other lifetimes, not human. (laughs) Um, and I think like, even just going back to Mary Magdalene, she's a teacher of sovereignty, you know, and, and, you know, and also diving down that rabbit hole of questioning religion, questioning. I just assumed it was normal for a man to be a priest. Like I didn't even question that programming and through this book going like, Oh, my goddess like the women were goddesses and priestesses and then all of a sudden the church came in and jesus died and then all of a sudden they like manipulated jesus's teachings manipulated his words made mary and mother mary have to run and flee and hide in the south of france in a cave because they wanted to kill them and like making women in power wrong and women who speaking up for themselves were killed called witches right we're, we're, we're stoned to death, we're killed to death, we're shunned from families and shamed because they had a voice and they had opinion. And it's important that we realize why us as a female society have felt shame for our periods and not realize that we birth in life is created through our womb and you know being shamed for having voices and, and fighting for injustice. And I just feel like, Mary Magdalene was just like the pure representation of sovereignty, claiming your power and and not being manipulated and like standing in that light and your connection to yourself and to your soul and to owning your light and your power. And so for me, I was just like, I mean, she was an incredible, is an incredible leader and a remembrance that every single woman on this planet has a responsibility to be a sovereign being.
1: Well, you are really expressing that within your own being and how you show up everything you just described about her just now is how you are oh thanks like that's that's how you are. like your creation as in your talents and the sense of like the way you just like do your life and are doing everything is I feel in alignment with that and if not that exactly so I don't know if like, like to have that second to like really honor yourself for living from that hard space. Cause you are.
0: Thank you. So and the more I, you shine, the more people come at you.
1: Yes. So I have a last question for you. Romeo. If you take away all of this beautiful work that you're doing. I'm listening. Who is Amber? If you take away all of these amazing things that you're doing, all the channeling, like who is Amber?
0: Amber is this free spirit powerhouse that wants to play in the trees, run around naked, uh, dance, create, um, make her friends laugh loves to nurture, cook, and fuss over people, and bake, and, you know, explore, and is down for an adventure, you know, like Lost Boys, Peter Pan style, like adventure all the time, and, you know, who just wants to be loved, and accepted, and honored, and respected, and and, uh, met with as much of the big heart that um that she is you know amber wants to see everyone win amber wants to see everyone shine and wants for everybody to know how worthy they are and then they matter and their purpose matters and they're significant and um amber just wants to be a mom and have a family you know that that loves each other and supports each other and prays with each other and meditates with each other and honors and respects each other and just am committed to creating a family that I never had. And um, yeah, and prolongs for a man to see her and not be intimidated or threatened, but just to really see her and fan her flame and, and join forces and arm to just create this explosion of light across the planet. And, um,
1: yeah. Well, so it is. So it is. So it is. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming on, and where can people find you, and what do you have coming up, and what goodies are there available to the masses that will help them out right now?
0: Ooh, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. So you guys can connect with me at I am Amber Valdez. I am Amber Valdez. I am Amber Valdez on Instagram, ambervaldez.com on the World Wide Web. And what do I have coming up? Lightworker Academy, always enrolling. We'd love for you to join Arm and Hearts with us to get the support, the inspiration, and the tools as you navigate through your spiritual awakening and your ascension process. Love to have you. Um, Only 2222 a month. And also Lightworker Mastermind, you know, I'm going to be launching at some point when spirit tells me to open up a safe container for spiritual based entrepreneurs to be able to elevate their soul assignment, as well as their offerings to the world and their spiritual connections simultaneously, bringing in all my shamans and mystics and medicine women and men to pour into the healers that are healing others because they need their cup full too. Um, so we're going to dive into both your business and your spiritual expansion. And then I have two really awesome freebies. I have an abundance kit, which is all the tools. I am an abundance, abundance manifesting machine. And I have this incredible, um, abundance toolkit that you can literally do the practices that I've used to manifest thousands of dollars, opportunities, travel gifts, all the things. Um, so the abundance kit, and then I have a morning ritual checklist. It's not your average morning ritual checklist. It's for more of the, I'd say the light workers that have been in the work for a while. Um, and if you're just starting out with spiritual practice and morning ritual, please don't be intimidated. Pick a couple things and expand over time. But I just wanted to share a lot of what I do in the morning. And of course our morning ritual always evolves. Um, but I would love to show you what I do. Um, and this has helped hundreds of my students. So that's my free gift to you. We'll put the links in the show notes and you guys can uh, print it out or look at it digitally. And I'm excited for you to manifest all that you desire and for you to uh, get aligned to source and act from a space of, of service versus um, aligned to committed action to your cosmic Google versus your ego.
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you so much. And I am such a geek about uh, morning rituals. Like I always, I mean, I have like Saturn and Pluto in the first house. Like I'm always like shit. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I want to try that on. I want to explore. So I'm definitely going to check that out for myself because I just love trying out new morning rituals and trying on what other people do and seeing how it feels. So thank you so much for offering that. I'm so excited. And I think this is such an amazing, uh, very generous gift uh, for everybody out there that can really, I mean, this whole podcast is about providing tools um, for people to empower themselves. So I think this is like, I'm just super, super excited. So thank you so, 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 so much.
0: Thank you. And thank you for doing the good work on yourself. And thank you for everyone listening. You matter, you're worthy, your light matters. Let's join forces and and envelop this planet with your light. And please, please, please step to the front lines because the world needs the medicine and the gifts that you are holding in your heart.
1: Hey, 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 of Arc of Lightworkers! That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of. Until then, do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalucki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers.